it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, be off in the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topics, sort of like the rubber with game talent like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26 tour the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yo, what's good, War Room family? I am on the air this week, which means I did not win the Mega Millions. But you are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev Mack. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We've got Jimmy the Blueprint. We've got B. Austin in the building. Uh, look, man, the fight of the century. Oh, maybe fight of the decade. It was supposed to be one of those, but either way, it turned out to be the beatdown of the year. Um, so we'll try to break it down like Bud broke down Errol Spence. So uh, sit back, relax, bust it up with your bros in the war room, the greatest sports podcast there is, ever was, and ever will be. Episode 691 starts right now. You can get in on the conversation yourself if you sign in to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room or you can join us on facebook twitter ig at war room sports we'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the digital extreme tech hotline that number of course is 323-410-0012 uh what up fam jimmy i know you you mute it uh if, if you're there you mute it um just want to see, you know, what, what's going on this week, man. Uh, I know everybody out there, I know y'all heard about the whole Lizzo situation. Uh, Lizzo is pretty much being sued for allegedly being anti-Lizzo. Um, that's that's crazy because Lizzo was one of the greatest advocates for, what do they call it, body positivity. And, you know, we've been bombarded with half-naked Lizzo pics, probably a little bit against our, you know, wanting against our will for the last few years. But you're not allowed to say anything about that. you got to be positive. You can't body shame. So, you know, we all have to live with that. But come to find out, Lizzo was, you know, being that way to her dancers. So she's being sued by some of her dancers for stuff like... Uh, she's been accused of body shaming some of her former dancers, um, pressuring them to participate in an explicit show, um, had them touching uh, strippers, had made them eat bananas that were 
man, it was a lot of crazy stuff, man. It was like dildos being shot out of strippers' vaginas, and and Lizzo was making her dancers catch them, and they were eating bananas out of strippers' vaginas, and they were being questioned about their weight gain, and and it's like Yo, a, it's like an part, avalanche. Okay, it was so much. It was so much <clears throat> madness that it was hard to me believe it to be true, or maybe it's so crazy that it has to be true, like. I don't know, right. yo. Like, you know. And plus stuff I'm not a coming fan out, of like, and all that, but they always, even, that was just wild. That was just wild. Even people that aren't suing her, now people who've worked with her before are coming out like, yeah. Not saying all the exact same things, but saying stuff like, yeah, she's one of the most arrogant, self-centered, evil people that I've ever met, that I've ever worked with. So I'm like, damn, the floodgates is opening now. So I'm like, what, <laughs> Lizzo tried to buy NBC or something? Because <laughs> now everything she's ever said, everything she's ever yeah. done. Is um, you know, it's out there. So I don't know what's up with Lizzo, man. But Lizzo can't be out there being anti-Lizzo. That just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. So, so she she actually came out and said something. You know, one one thing about stories that come out like this, a lot of people they probably take the advice of their lawyer or their PR people. And they'll sit back and just let it go, and you're sitting here like, yo, they're not saying nothing, so them not defending themselves makes it seem a little crazy. But she actually came out, um, and, of course, she she tweeted, or am I supposed to say she X'd it? Like, what am I supposed to say now? I, I don't know. <laughs> is, she, is, 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 the, is the verb now Xing it? She X'd the message? Yeah. Yo, I, yo, that's a whole other conversation, yo. I don't know what Elon was doing, yo. You had, <laughs> yeah, you know how hard brand, you know how brand, you know how hard brands fight to like make like you know part of what you do part of our lexicon, and yeah. just tweeting was a tweeting. part of our lexicon. Stuff right. yeah. we talked about that. Like, we talked about that. That's crazy. Even when you're yeah, on something else, for that. half the time you call it tweet. <laughs> I said, it's just certain things. It's just like it's in the surprise lexicon. Like even if I'm in a lift, yeah. I'm I'm Ubering. Like, <laughs> but look, she 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 exed. These last few days have been gut wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My worth work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. Um, Yeah, so... I mean, it could be that. Like, it's one of those things where somebody comes out early to fight for themselves. It might you start second guessing the stuff that you heard. Like, hmm, I wonder if it's true. Like, you know. But Listen, I guess man. so. She said, "I'm not here to be looked at as a victim, but also know that I'm not the villain that people in the media have portrayed me to be these last few days. I'm very open with my sexuality. We all know that, and expressing myself. But I cannot accept or allow people to use that openness." to make me out to be something I'm not. There's nothing I take more seriously than the respect we deserve as women in the world. I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis and would absolutely never criticize or terminate an employee because of their weight. <clears throat> See, like when you also, say stuff like that, you know, it sounds mad believable. <laughs> so, so you're like, just, what's the angle? Yeah. What, what they trying to do to listen? I, you know, it's just, you know, the funny thing is, man, like, 
this is why, like, I just, like, unplug from a lot of stuff, man. I see why Kendrick Lamar operates the way he does because he's, like, the, the biggest pop star to just be, like, not into nothing. He don't mess with none of these folks, and I, I see why because yeah. industry is wicked, yo. It's a wicked thing. I don't know whether she did this or not. But yeah, we were talking about it earlier about, like, the nasty rumors that come out about Puff, like, every week. I'm like, it could be true. It not heard, be true. He got accused of, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's beyond, like, the, the normal devil-worshipping, satanic, Illuminati. Right, because with him, I mean, it's, dude, him, it's like, not just one thing. Not murders. And, right. One day he, you know, he throwing sex parties and he coming at every dude behind the scenes. Like you just said, the next day, you know, he done Mark Biggie and Tupac for death. Um, and he was responsible yo, this, for both of those. Like, they just be saying whatever about Puff, yo. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yo, that comes Jamie with Fox, that. I, that comes Jamie with. was going to tell everybody with, about his sexuality. <laughs> if that comes with, uh, you know, whatever level of wealth, you know, that uh, 1500 got, I don't want that level of wealth. <laughs> Right, we and we ain't even we ain't yeah. even get to the Illuminati. Like, yo, he's like, yeah, I don't even, I don't even want the level of wealth that's people. Fifteen, fifteen hundred got deal with all kinds of stuff, but um, yeah. I just, man, it's just it's crazy, man. Like that industry is wicked, man. Like I don't know if there's any other, and you know, we sports and sports, you know, people talk about sports to sports business, um, you know, ESPN, what happens with that business? Is there any industry that has been you know, talked about being as, as filthy and dirty and nasty as the music business. I mean, right now, Hollywood, you know, they're all on strike, so maybe Hollywood, but even then, music still probably got the worst rap. I was about to say, Hollywood music kind of runs hand in hand, but yeah, music, it's, it's still music. It's still music. Yo, put it like I mean, that. I think well, even from the music. old days, like, just being a musician made, made it a 70-30 chance you was on whatever the popular drug was of the day. Coke, heroin, you know, with a crack. Shout out to Whitney and Bobby. Yo, think about this. When Q-Tip um, gave you that rule, there were 4,079 rules before that one. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Q-Tip, man. He tried to tell us. Dirty game. Yeah. Dirty game. Yeah. All right, but look, man, before we get started rapping about this fight, uh, we need to remind you that whether you're with us live or not, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at our website, warroomsports.com, or you can do it on one of the many major podcast listening platforms out there, so there's never an excuse to miss an episode of the War Room, uh, Tissue and the Tape for all you hip-hop heads, the Broad Street Line for you Philly sports lovers, John Appetit, if you call yourself a foodie. On the couch with the Wilsons, if you're in the movies, TV, documentaries, uh, and 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 a few others, you know. I know y'all probably like, well, those are the ones you say all the time, but you know, those are our most stiff shows. Um, those are probably the shows who've done the most for uh, the network, so they get a shout out on any WRSPN advertisement. But if you go there, you'll find a whole lot more. So. Uh, Make sure you do that. And these hot topics are brought to you by my bookie, War Room Fam. It's time for you to make some money. Sports betting at my bookie. If you didn't put some money on Bud last week, then you're probably having a bad week right now. But if you still haven't checked them out, then it's time to stop wasting time. Do that. Lay down some money on the biggest games in sports. 
by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. They give you your money. You don't have to go looking for nobody. They even have in-game live betting. So you can place wages after the game starts. So I'm like, yeah, with, with the in-game live betting, you think after round one when it was still kind of like, all right, we're going to feel each other out, but Spence threw more punches and, you know, activity usually fools the judges especially when one of the judges' last name was Cheatham. Um, you think, how many people do <laughs> you think probably placed their bet in the middle of the first round, like, oh, Spence, he got this. And then it, it was all downhill from there. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. But if y'all join now, my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to a grand. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all, all caps, one word, that'll activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. Go ahead, Jim. I, that, I asked you a question and then finished it. No, 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 no. I, I just want to say, like, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I just want to say that, you know, um, <laughs> that might have happened. Like, the thing about exercise that after round Yeah, one. in-game betting oh. as well because the odds change, as the, you know, as the game progresses. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, man, let's talk about the fight. <clears throat> let's talk about them shit then. So, yeah, uh, the fight, like, I, it, you know, I was, I was, it was a little hyperbole in the intro, like because it was never dubbed the fight of the century, but it it damn sure was up there with as like you know the fight of the decade and one hundred percent the fight of the year, you know at least what it was supposed to be, what it was billed to be. Um, uh, Jimmy pointed out to me earlier today, like yo, we didn't even talk about the fight leading up to the fight, and I was like, for on my part. That was kind of purposeful because I thought I thought this was such a great matchup. This was such an even matchup. I didn't even want to be publicly put on the record with a pick. Now, you know, where I watched the fight, dude's going to press you for a, a, a prediction before the fight starts. So mm-hmm. for the fight, I very... <laughs> I very non-confidently <laughs> picked Terrence Crawford to win the fight. But I was like, you know, there's no confidence behind that pick. I'm just picking somebody because y'all pressing me to pick somebody, man. Anybody can win this fight. It should be a great one. Man, after that first round. Yo. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't pick a winner into the weigh-in. Yeah, I didn't pick a winner into the weigh-in. So, like, I went to our group chat and, like, a couple other chats. I mean, I, I picked a winner Wait until you saw him after in the, the weigh-in. Um, Air Force Ones. And... Yo, when I saw Bull pull up in the Air Force One, he looked like the Air Force One. Like I was like, all right. So other Bull pulling Air Force Ones too, but it looked it didn't it didn't have the same like. Yo, Bull ain't had a cut. Like he just looked crazy. I was right. like, all right. So like, like he was more he like. Zone. Yeah, I'm I'm in a zone. I'm not doing nothing. You know, he ain't had no no peach. Yo, and I was joking. I was Errol joking Spence in our chat. Like I'm he like, had yo, all the peach before the fight. Yeah, I was like, yo, he looked like Lamar from BMF. Like you know, I was joking <laughs> to the sure Lamar from BMF. I was like, after that, I'm just going with him. And the funny thing is, I said it jokingly because at the same, at the same, you know, I'm not one of these people that's going to lie. Like, I always knew. Like, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I said I it jokingly because it was I that close. Know. It was that close for me to say, I'm just going to pick him just based on how he looked. Like, literally, like, you know, the old, the old uh, cliche of they say women be picking based on, like, jersey colors. Like, I was on that right. type of time. But, um, you know what it kind of was for me, Jim? Because they showed footage of the weigh-in before the, you know, before the fight. And it wasn't the, the Air Force Ones. It wasn't the fact that he looked like Lamar. All of that stuff is true. It definitely was true. But when they were face-to-face, 
you know, at the weigh-ins is where you're supposed to grit on each other, talk a little trash, shit. Have oh, yeah, boy, thank you. I was like, Errol Smith was like, thank you for the opportunity. I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, and, and I didn't even say at the moment, I, like I said, I, like you, I ain't going to sit here and start lying. I didn't say at the moment, like, oh, he's going to get his ass kicked. But when he started getting his ass kicked, that's the first thing I thought about. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm putting two and two together. I'm like, boy, I might have been a little scared to begin with. Talking about thank you for the yeah. opportunity. Like, y'all both the biggest yeah, names yeah. in the in the sport, damn near. <laughs> Definitely in that division, and you thanking Bull Yo. for an opportunity. Yeah. And to my understanding, like, crazy. Robert wanted this fight for a minute. So you're the one that really yeah. gave the opportunity. It's also crazy, like, how they broke records with their pay-per-view, but even in breaking records, their purse is like $25 million. Now, that's a lot of damn money, but it also makes you realize just how ridiculous, how ridiculous um, the amount of money Floyd was getting. Floyd was getting like half a billion dollars. <laughs> I mean, he was also his own promoter and all that, but like, yo, Floyd's purses were ridiculous, yo. Like, it just makes you realize, like, yo, it's, it's just, I guess he really was the money team, right? So, I mean, it just shows you how ridiculous uh, his purses were in, in retrospect. But, um, I mean, he had to he had to switch up his, uh, his old persona. <laughs> to, once he turned even, into money, even, it was money. Yeah, even dudes that are Bug fans and predicted Bug for a while ago, y'all be y'all lying. None of y'all saw this. I don't know if anybody saw this kind of domination. Yeah, like it could like, yeah, right, like, like even if you pick Bud, it couldn't be like a vindication. I told y'all. Like, come on, you know, but you didn't tell us he was gonna whoop his ass like that. Like, come on, man. Yeah, like you didn't think that. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah, thought he was going uh, outpoint. I, I thought he was going to win, even possibly get a knockout. But I still, I, I didn't see this. This is, this was. It looked like yeah. it looked like two different levels of fighters. Like one was an amateur. That's what it looked like. Right. Like it just didn't look like the same arm, level of fight. Straight dominant. This was just straight domination. This was this was Tyson Fury uh, versus the, the Haymaker Bulls. <laughs> this, this was is, he just he. This was like, yeah, levels, like well, dog, this like, that. like this is this is that big of a difference. Like, no, this ain't how it was supposed to be. Yeah, so that that was a interesting um, interesting fight. I watched it twice just to be like, hold up, like, no, I'm not. Come on, cuz. <laughs> Did I see what yeah, I saw? Like, well, yeah, I watched it twice. To, to like, your point, crazy, like, <clears throat> To your point with the uh, pay per view and and the numbers surrounding the fight. So they topped six hundred and fifty thousand buys. Um, they gross $55 million. Now, uh, uh, let's see here. T-Mobile Arena in Vegas drew a gate of over $20 million. You know, that's before concessions and all that kind of stuff. That's just the gate. Um, like you said, they, they reportedly earned at least $25 million apiece from the bout, with Spence earning a slightly higher percentage of the purse, even despite getting his ass <laughs> getting torn a new one um that's the crazy part yeah. especially when they be having these fights in vegas and somebody get beat down i'm like damn one of these bulls gonna be at Tao tonight another bull gonna be at the hospital where Pac was yeah trying to you know yeah but yeah, it's yeah, crazy shot. <laughs> right so so uh so crawford of course he improved to 40 and 0 um, he retained his own WBO welterweight title, and now he is the unified because he won the WBA, WBC, 
IBF and the Ring Welterweight Championships from uh, Errol Spence. Um, Spence, of course, dropped to 28-1. and one. There is a rematch, rematch clause, and I don't know if Spence really wants that smoke or that fire, but, um, you know, you got to say what you got to say. And the payday is there enough to maybe you will, you know, risk taking that ass whooping again um, for the type of money that they made because, you know, they, they hadn't gotten that type of payday before. So yeah. now Crawford is looked at, um, at least by Ring Magazine, as the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Spence is now six. Uh, but you got people like uh, Ennis, Virgil Ortiz Jr., um, a lot of people uh, looking at like at Crawford, you know, He's he's the he's the hunted now, but yeah. rematch. Do you think there should be one? Do you think there will be one? And is there any way that Spence could make this different, even if he doesn't win, make this the Listen, fight that man. we thought it was going to be in a, in a second bout? Because there were a lot of excuses hey, bud, that started man. coming out about him. They weren't coming from him, but I started to hear a lot of excuses about that night. Hey, bud, man, the hunt is on, and you're the prey. But, yeah, um, right. <laughs> Yo. one, one of the things that I hate the most about sports is <laughs> one of the things I hate the most about sports is that when you have um, events like this, like championships or big events, and someone loses, everybody rushes to call them a bum as if they just weren't fighting for the chip, right? Yo, Stephen A. just said I the boys should retire. Yo, he just had four yeah, belts. Yeah, like I see him disrespecting. Maybe disrespecting boy like. <laughs> Yeah, he he might not be able to beat this man, but he's still like one of the like best boxers in the world. They just be like yeah, he's still better than it's, most of the other like, yeah. It's like yo, it's like um, it's like the Buffalo Bills. I be telling folks like yo, those Buffalo Bills from back in the day probably were one of the best teams in the nineties. And catching like they win one more. I'm like yo, they lost the teams that are better than them, but that don't they not bums? Like folks be acting like they bums. So I'm like y'all are tripping, like can't get the four you know, straight bowls being bums. You have to be one of the best. Yeah, you can't think about that. it. They didn't lose to the same opponent every time. So even consistency was on their side. The teams that were better than them in that moment weren't even good enough to be back every single year. So, yeah, you got to put some respect on their name. Definitely got and to. One, they should have won. It wasn't for the liquored up kicker, but uh, Peyton boys. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> yo, Peyton, yo, Peyton called boy a liquored up kicker. But anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway, I so – I don't necessarily want to see the rematch. Like, I have no interest. It was so dominant that I don't even want to see it. Um, I, would, I definitely am looking forward to Bud's next fight just in general because now I want to see what it's like. How do you show up when you are that, when you're the guy now? Like, even though you've been the guy, it was always you and him. But now when you're the clear, undisputed guy, now when you're the clear, undisputed guy, what does that look like? Because to me, that's what separates the greats from, you know, like well, especially the all-time greats or yeah. the icons from just the great players or the great athletes. Do you, do you stay hungry because, after that or do you rest on your yeah. laurels like, I prove my point? Listen, man, Yo, as, punk, much, as, much, as, much, <laughs> as much cooning and as much stuff we, we joke and, and laugh about Floyd with, one thing we never question is his work ethic and his ability nah. to be prepared when, the, when you know, even though now you out here just, you know, fighting no, reality. You do I ain't gonna I mean, that may be like, true. I used to feel that it was a privilege that they allowed us to watch Floyd tra- train. Like, yo, <laughs> I, he's training sometimes. I've never seen anybody train like that. Outside yo, of Rocky. Better than this fight, though. 
It was better than the fights. Your boy's training yeah, was like inspirational. Even though I, I mean, it, it inspired me to get off the couch and do nothing. I still was sitting on the couch watching, and laughing. Yeah. But I mean, I was just entertained. Like, fact of the matter is, nice as shit. Yeah, like, yeah, man. He, he yo, you see the boy leave the club and, he, and go jog five miles. Like he's and he went to fight, is, get his money, and do something to set the race back. But like, and his purchase, nice. uh, his purchase was his purchase was a hundred million, ninety million, two hundred and fifty million. But one time he got the what that five hundred million. And it's like he still would get up to, to do this. And it's like it work. So that's my question. My question is that's why I'm looking forward to Bud's next fight. Um also yeah, he's still, still trained crazy now and his fights don't even be counting no more. <laughs> I know, that's the that's the crazy part. And I'm also looking forward to seeing Spence fight again. I just don't want to see them two fight each other. Because <laughs> it's like I mean and that's so, the thing, like it it was very anticlimactic. It was very entertaining though, to see just the dominance, like yeah, like uh, like Spence. First of all, you you've never really seen Spence not controlling the fight, not coming forward, and he tried that. I mean, that's how he that's how the ass whooping began. He tried to come forward, but every time he went in to try to get something, you know, Bud left him with something that he didn't want, and then mm-hmm. a little while later, now you got Bud. You know, being the one, being the aggressor, walking him down, and you've never seen Spence in retreat mode like that, and that's crazy. That because that's what yeah. me and Hank in the in the chat Yo. was talking about during the fight about what came out because he's the smaller fighter and he looked like the smaller fighter, but for some reason it was like an optical illusion. After you start beating somebody ass, you just seem like you got bigger all of a sudden. Just look, and he didn't look so small he anymore. His ass small. <laughs> He ate a couple of his punches. He got one of the Mario mushrooms or something. <laughs> Yo, he ate one. He, he ate a couple of his punches, and he said after the fight, he's like, when I when I felt him punch me, I was like, oh, that's it. He thought like, it was that's, right. that's all you got. He thought it was gonna be something more, and it so, wasn't what I'm he like, thought. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I haven't seen that type of ass whooping in a while, man. And I have I hold Earl Spence in, in high regard, and and I don't think one As loss. As we should. should should change things, but damn, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Yo, nobody did. Yo, nobody my saw point that is, my point is, people who did, even, they even lied. if you had Bud, even if you had Bud, you didn't have that. I don't care. You know what? I'll go as far to say, if you're a big Bud fan and you said this was going to happen, you didn't believe it. Because you know how sports fans, you know how people's family, you know how people talk. Yeah, hyperbole. Like, 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 seriously, we can, of course we can always go back to LeBron and Jordan. Like, those dudes' fans be acting like the other dudes were bums. <laughs> like, they really be disrespecting yeah. Mike and LeBron for the sake of the other dudes. So I'm pretty sure there was even some Bud fans who said this was going to happen, but they did not believe that. They were, they you know, they were with their guy. And then now they, you know, they're gonna yeah. pump, they're gonna puff their chest out because you know, y'all they feel think, like y'all think something was, y'all think something was wrong. Maybe, maybe Earl didn't train right. Maybe he had a threesome before the jump. Like, I, I, I heard some stuff. I mean, there was some stuff to come out. I'm trying to remember what some of that stuff was. Um, oh, because he had to, because he had to cut weight. So they talking about him cutting weight. Cutting weight. Remember, yeah. doing the weight. Had to cut weight. I saw somebody decided to try to say that. Uh, Bud was on roids. Um, <laughs> I, I heard that Errol Crawford's accidents came back up. His car accidents came back up. 
Um, and, I, and I'm not even going to hold you. When he got into that last joint with the with the Lamborghini, I thought he would never be the same in the ring. But, you know, he was still whooping people's ass. He might not be the same. But I don't Yo, know, even if that didn't happen, if Saturday I heard, night. I heard, Spence, I heard Spence was on them perkies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was perked up. I heard that, too. But I heard that any, too. Any, dude, any dude that gets shot in the head and then drop himself to the hospital – it's a different type dude anyway. Like, and for those who don't know, that's what happened to Bud. Bud, like, you know, from years ago, he got shot, you know. I mean, you said he looked he, like he, like, he he really living that Lamar life. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he really on some Lamar stuff. Like, he, he, he really was, the illest dude from Nebraska, man. He the illest Libyan in Nebraska, man. Like, <laughs> a man was in the street. He got shot in the head and was like, all right, cut the car on and drove stuff to the hospital. Like, yo, they just shot me. Like, like yeah. you a different type dude anyway. And the bull, the bull Lamar, at least on the, sh- the show version of the bull, he ran out. He left the hospital. He walking around the streets with a colostomy bag in his pants. Like, you don't yeah. get tougher than that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's a different type of dude anyway, man. But that was total domination, man. Salute to him for that domination. I mean, he got Eminem to show up. Like, Eminem don't leave the house. That was the thing, too. Because I was talking about that in the beginning of the joint. You know, Spence came out. I mean, I'm pretty sure other people knew dude, but, you know, I'm get off your lawn dudes, don't know who dude was. Um, so he came out with a rapper, rapping. Bud came out with Eminem. Eminem had his little slight flex moment, though, because he just walked with him. Eminem, like, I'm too big to be, like, rapping you to the to the, to the the ring. Like, come on now. <laughs> that's going to cost you an extra 200K if you actually want me to say the words. But I'm Eminem. Everybody in the, in the, in the, everybody in the arena knows the words. So we, we don't need to do that. I'll just walk with you. Yeah, and it, it's funny though because Eminem is a huge like boxing fan, and um, and like Eminem is one of dudes that posted about. Yeah, yeah, it happened because Eminem is a huge boxing a fan in Bud general. Fan and Bud was like, "Let me call this nigga." Yo, they said Bud just like shot him a DM and, and like out of the blue, like yo, was he, and he, Eminem was hyped because Eminem is one of dudes that posts about boxing even when it's not a big fight on. Like we'll be, you know, he posts about like a. Random ESPN fights. He's a box. He's a boxing head. So for him, that was like he be, you know, he be watching cats that only fight for five thousand dollars. So Bud had the <laughs> advantage right there, though, yo. Like you, like he came out with Eminem. Spence came out with like DJ GQ. <laughs> Queen Latifah say you local. Who came out with DJ GQ? So like you had to rumble them. Like you can't come out with Eminem and then. You know, go out there and not fight the fight of your it, life. It, like, that's a it, it confidence move the mom, right there. The I'm not even disrespect like, myself. You know, you I'm gonna call Jigger. Yeah, I ain't gonna call. I ain't gonna call Jay. <laughs> and then come out there and 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 fight like Tyson fighting Buster Douglas or somebody. Like, you you can't embarrass yourself after that. And he made himself yeah. look the best that he's ever looked. You know, opponent considering. I mean, we've seen Bud dominate fighters, but you don't expect him to dominate Errol Spence like this. So, Isha, I'm like Jim. Like, I don't need to see a rematch. I mean, of course, and I know you will too. If if there is one, I'll find a place to watch it for free <laughs> and see if, yeah. if anything. I mean, change, but I'm not paying and I'm not pressed. You know what I mean? Like, I was pressed to see this. Yeah. Like, I was so pressed. Earl, to see Earl said, "If we fight at 154." It'll be a different story. Nah, no, it won't. Y'all could both fight at y'all street weight. Ain't nothing going to change. 
<laughs> it was just too dominant, man. It's like like you're talking to certain people, you can't get a word in edgewise. You couldn't get a punch in edgewise. Like, come on, man. Yeah, that was just that was ridiculous. Power punches. They started looking yo, like me by the fourth yo. round. Hold on, because he was jabbing his life away, dog. He knocked him down with a jab. He knocked him like, down with a jab. jab. And you know oh, what God. was the most underrated part? He was stinging his ass with them body shots. You could tell because yeah. he, yeah. he was moving his guard down after he hit him with him. He looked like yeah. one of them joints people. Mike That's Tyson was like, face, he was squealing like, face a, ended up looking like he was squealing like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like yeah. he was doing when he hit him with them body shots. And then that just opened him up. For them right crosses, he tan him up, man. That was that was embarrassing. Boy, look like he had mental skills. Uh, it, it's crazy because Errol Spence is a, a, an amazing pugilist, but that was just man, that was something different, yo. Yeah, that was pugilistic genius that night. All right, so um, little uh, little NBA news, just a little just a little something. ESPN plans to hire Doc Rivers. I- and he will replace Mark Jackson, and they will replace Mark Jackson with Rivers and Doris Burke on NBA Finals coverage. Does that surprise Yo. y'all? Do y'all like Yo. that? Listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna go ahead and ask y'all, what did Mark Jackson do? Because it ain't about talent. Even even from a coaching perspective, Bull be getting fired, and he's good at what he does. <laughs> Either way, like, what yeah, do you do? I mean, but this is the thing, like, he, well, I guess fired is relative, but they planned on demoting him. I don't know. I know Mark Jackson made a statement. I never heard it or read it. So I don't know if it's something where he's saying he's not taking a demotion and he out. But I'm just like, what, do, you asked that question. I asked the question in reverse. What does Doc Rivers do that he has so much credit built up in this world, in this world of basketball. Doc is that dude. And even even if Doc comes on and has something great to say and and personality-wise would be good, Doc Rivers doesn't have the voice for this. You don't have a voice to be the lead NBA commentator. I'm not even mad at Doris Burke. I think Doris Burke is very good. I think Doris Burke is very good at what she does. But the telecast is definitely going to be way more serious, probably way too serious. Mark Jackson and Van Gundy had a chemistry. Mark Jackson and Van Gundy is like us sitting out there calling a game, damn it. Because they got the chemistry that's going to entertain you and make you laugh even when the game is ass. And a lot of these games be ass. So it's like you're going to need that, and I don't think you're going to get that from Doc Rivers and Doris Burke. <laughs> they're yeah, gonna probably sit there and talk about to... how they've known each other for years, but you're not gonna hear the chemistry. And when you're doing it with somebody of the opposite sex, you're gonna probably be scared to say some stuff that you would otherwise say. Nobody definitely getting knocked out of the park. Shout out to Mark. Yo, <laughs> shout out to Mark Jackson, man. But I, I, Even though I, I we totally like, contact because the quote was just too great. So, you know, Doc is a um. Well, excuse me. I should say that Mark Jackson. Um, first of all, Mark Jackson made a lot of chicken, so that's another reason why he uh, gets let go from you know jobs. And there's also the other aspect in, in Golden State. There was some personal issues that he had with the uh, GM. But anyway, um, this sounds like a disaster. GM was a Doris is amazing, but I don't know if 
Doc has a personality. Like he knows his X's and O's, but so does Doris. And it's like they're just gonna be sitting there doing. They're gonna be sitting there both trying to sound like Jimmy yeah. Brown. It's like you need some color commentary. Like they need to put Cam and Yo, in the booth. Even, or that's funny. <laughs> even Hubie Brown has personality, even though it's like dry. Like he's Yo, Doc ain't got no, he sound like Diet Cookie Monster. I don't know. I, I love Hubie Brown to death. Me and Jimmy always, we got love for Hubie. I don't even know if, it's, if I'm going to call it personality. Hubie is just different with his knowledge of the game. He makes knowledge entertaining. I'm yeah. He yeah, makes he knowledge teaching, entertaining. Like, he, be, <laughs> he be educating you. And maybe Doc will try to take that approach, but like Doris does like a little bit of that too. It just, it just, I don't see where the, the the fun personality piece comes from. Like I don't, I don't know, y'all. They gotta. But you know what? This is, this is, this is a personality. A I'm like, where the voice gonna come from? He needs steroids. Shoot his, <laughs> Yo, this <laughs> he needs, is just like, he needs to shoot his neck with this steroids. This is um, this is to me is a bigger sign of like what's going on in sports media just in general. The internet has changed the world, and social media changed the world in such a such a way that, like, you know, I don't even think you fully like appreciate how much it has. Like, even with like um, like the old guard with ESPN, it's no one really cares about that anymore. Like, they're I'm looking at the other day, like their ratings are like going down so fast. And like, remember back in the day when you would get up, you would put ESPN on, you have it on all day. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that no more. I mean, because they and were the a first lot of ones. It, they tried to incorporate humor even in reporting the sports news. It was a good concept for a certain amount of years, and then I think the shtick kind of got old. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they they tried that thing with uh, Jamel and Michael, friend of the show, where they uh, tried to have a show like Sports Center, but they incorporated like pop culture that didn't work. Like I don't know what the next step is for them, but like I can go on TikTok right now and be entertained. Like that's what aggressive sports talk is. Like. The regular Joes who, like, you know, are, are creative. You know why, though? Their pop culture was too black. The funny thing is yeah, pop culture that. comes from yeah, black people, yeah. and they know that. That's why yeah. they tried that. But then they realized, oh, this is too black. We tripping. <laughs> yeah, too black. Too we black. Too we too know black. they carry culture. We got to go back and find some white guys who think they're black. <laughs> so, you know. Yo, I, just, I, I don't show. know how this is going to work, man. I, I just don't know how this <laughs> is going to work, man. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm – I mean, this is this is hoop, so this is this thing of ours. But I don't know how. I'd much rather watch go on YouTube and watch my guy Jimmy Hyrule do a video than watch them like just sit around and talk. Like it's just, <laughs> I, I don't know, yo. Yeah. All right, so we, we're gonna see. But Doc Rivers is that dude. He seems to be able to get anything he wants now. So <laughs> yeah, I ain't, I ain't coaching next year. So let me go take somebody's job over here. But yeah, I I, I mess mm. with with Mark and and Van Gundy, but. So long to them. Yo, seems, I mean, I always, when Van Gundy got too, let go, I was like, damn. Mark, I, I thought it was just like Mark and, and Breen. I'm like, that's going to be decent, but it's not going to be Mark, Van Gundy, and Breen. And then I guess they were like, ah, with all the money he's making, him without Van Gundy, nobody wants to see that. So let's go ahead and get him up out the paint, too. So shout out to them. Yo, TNT need to hire him and Van Gundy. <laughs> I, 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 I guess Mark can get his name back all up in the coaching mix again. Really, really now because he ain't got no job. All right, so um, yo, somebody, somebody just slammed him too. I forgot who it was. Uh, oh no, as a matter of fact, it was it wasn't a real account. It was a parody account. It was a parody Hubie Brown account. 
in a joint and put her in a tweet, but then people oh, were yeah. running with like, look what Hubie says. And I looked at it like, yo, it's not even real Hubie. It's Terry. Ain't no damn real Hubie. Yeah. Ain't no Hubie. Well, but the joint said, the joint was like, well, now that you don't have that, you can start lying about all these coaching jobs you're close to getting. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, damn. All right. Um, so, stat of the week. We got two of them. We'll start with this one and get to the other one a little later. Um, Jalen Brown. I know that's tired of hearing this name. The highest paid basketball player in the history of basketball. He had 66 turnovers in the 2023 NBA playoffs. His left-hand dribble was the cause of 25 of them. <laughs> I know, like, they're like, yo, how many times are they going to slander this dude handle? It's, it's amazing to me, man, to see him handle the ball and what he did in the playoffs because of it. And it still baffles me. Like, damn, and then he becomes the highest paid player to ever live. No matter, you know, it's not gonna, probably not going to last long, but that's, that's interesting, man. What a time to be alive. I'm not mad at him at all because, you know, if I could go and get to his level without a left hand, you know, I'd have, I'd have done that. No, no Hansel. But, um, <laughs> hey, <shout> yo. <laughs> this just shows you, though, that there is hope for the boy Hansel because a lot of colleges, a lot of big name colleges didn't really want to mess with him, even though, you know, his YouTube highlights show you that, yo, dude is a problem. He got a, he got a shot because why not? You got to get a good agent because my agent is always going to walk into any room and bring up the name Jalen Brown. And dare y'all to say something about my man having one arm. All right. So yo, shout out to yo, you wild Katie, yo. <laughs> yo. Record company rule number 4,080. Um, industry rule number 4,080. Yeah, shady. All right. So it's about to get real shady now. It's probably about to come from y'all. Justin Fields, NFL News is the most bet-on player to win NFL MVP on points bet. What? Thoughts? <laughs> Justin All right, Fields. so they're going to let a running back, they're going to let a running back win MVP? So here's the thing. wonders right? for their contracts. I was wondering about, so first of all, first of all, there's a lot of hype around him just in general. Like I've seen, um, I think it was like, what's his name, Mike, Mike Green, whatever his name is. He's a, on ESPN talking about Justin Fields as a sleeper player to watch this year and yada, yada, yada. But anyway, um, this was so appalling to me that I, like, you know, <laughs> took a, a, a deeper dive. Not too deep, but I was trying to figure out why. And it's a combination of a couple of things. For one, the odds, right? So people are right. people are taking flyers because you get great odds by picking him versus picking one of the favorites. Which means if you do and, it for, for cheap, you get a grip on the win, and, right? Yeah, then I looked at it, and Mitchell Trubisky would have the same thing when he was the Bears quarterback. So it also must be like a Chicago thing. Like, he was the favorite Whoa. to win the MVP a couple of years ago. Yo. Like, so folks I was going to say, play that. like, yo. It's, it's you know what I think also plays a, point, or plays a part, a small part? Uh, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> he, went from, he went from, we're not sure if he can be – this franchise, the starting quarterback to MVP runner-up in in the next year. So, yeah, you know that, that's probably how those odds get built in the first place. The only thing is, though, as far as from what we can see, because you never know what the season will look like and how it will play out and who will improve. But 
as good as Justin Fields could be, you just still don't think he has the pieces around him for his own individual success, you know, besides running for a bunch of yards every every game. Like, he needs some people out there. Like, I, like, I look at, you know, I get in on the jokes and everything, but I do think that there's still chance for this dude to be a superstar, but the Bears have to hurry up in their plan to help him be that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but but I can't I can't bet on him to be MVP after what I've seen. Oh yeah, no. So my, my issue my issue has very little to do with Justin Fields and everything to do with the quarterback. I mean, boy did throw for like a yard in a game or something, didn't he? Or was it 10? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did. He definitely did. No, I was that was crazy. <laughs> Yo, it's a Powerball ticket, Joe. So that's the bottom line. Yep. Yep. So, so we'll see. But he is the he is the most bet on player so far on points bet to win the MVP. So if he wins it, there's gonna be a lot of rich people out there because <laughs> they're gonna get a grip off something that was so unlikely to happen. All right. So our quote of the week, uh, sticking with the NFL, sticking with quarterbacks, <clears throat> the senior prom was like six years ago, bro. It's over. It's over, bro. You still trying to be the prom queen. It's a wrap. You took that money. And that's from ex-linebacker Terrence Garvin on Colin Kaepernick's latest comeback attempt to the NFL. That last sentence might have stung a little bit. You took that money. And we've always asked that question. Even we were rooting for Colin and he became our favorite quarterback. You know, skills be damned. I know that was always in the back of my mind. I'm like, that's why I always thought the comeback attempts were just a show. Because I'm like, yo, he took whatever settlement they gave him. So it kind of seems like after you took that money, whether or not the settlement said, you know, you're done, because, like I said, obviously it didn't because he's still acting like he wants to be in the league. He's doing workouts and all that kind of stuff. Even if it didn't say that, it it was implied. It had to be implied. And and if not implied to him, it was implied throughout the owners of, you know, all the team owners of the NFL. So it probably was like whoever signs him, it probably looked like you're crossing the picket line type of thing. Because after we gave Bo his bread, y'all know what that's supposed to mean, right? So so what do y'all think about uh, Terrence Garvin's quote? I, I don't even know the context. I don't even know why he coming at Cap's head like that. But do y'all think there's any validity, any 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 legitimacy couple, to what he's saying? It was a couple. It was a couple ex Pittsburgh linebackers. You know, they giving everybody and their uncle and cousin a podcast uh, <laughs> right now, and they just happened to cross the topic because um, Nike Nike is in the game. Um, you know, along with Sean, Corey Carter, and OG1, they're in the game of peddling black activism because it makes money. As as we said, we're, we are pop culture, so that's a part of pop culture. So Nike Action, did this items. thing. Nike, Nike, actionable items. Nike did this thing where they had their top NFL athletes, running backs, and maybe mainly receivers, come out to Oregon and do like this training camp. But it was for you know for content creation, pictures, photo ops, 
and they had Ka- Kaepernick there as the QB. So he was QB one. He's throwing the CD land. He's throwing the. Uh, it was a, it was a whole bunch of guys like second tier stars, not superstars, but stars like names you would know and recognize and and everybody. So then of course after everybody, one of the interview questions is, well, how is Cap's arm? Well, how do you think Cap looked? And to a man, they all said, oh, man, he's there is yeah. a 32 QBs better than him, yeah. and he should They're be They're not going to throw him under the he bus. Right. He's no still about five happened, or six man. years ago, that type of thing. So that's what sparked the conversation. A lot of the other podcasts left it alone, but these two jabronis, not, not against – they didn't mind risking looking like Uncle Sam's or Sambo's, and they just came out and said, you know, <laughs> they think it's a play for attention, which it really is. But the but way the, they said I mean, it has to be if Nike's still stuff. paying him. They, gotta, they need something to, yeah. to justify what they're paying hold, him, hold so on he definitely got to get some attention. How can you say that's a play for attention? you saying it is a play for attention. So nobody know you got a pod. I've never heard of boy until this. Like so, everybody's right. clout chasing cat, cat clout chasing, and you are too by saying it. Yeah, 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 yeah. They definitely, they definitely clout, they clout chasing, they clout chasing. They, they were, they were. Uh, Ball was somewhere between a special teams linebacker and third string, but he polyed that into like a seven or eight year career. Okay. Yeah. He hustled. He hustled down on the kickoffs. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> You can you can make a long career out of hustling on on the kickoffs. Um, all right, but but shout out to him. Yeah, he said you took that money, bro. So I don't know. No answer from Cap yet. Okay. Cap just come out and start okay. dissing dudes. <laughs> Cap should just clap back. Just make it interesting. All right, so um, yeah, that was the quote of the week. So uh, we have another stat of the week. I couldn't leave this out, man, because I think Tony Gwynn probably gets like every fifth stat of the week in here because he was so amazing. He has to be the greatest hitter in baseball history. Um, Tony Gwynn, he had, well, this is the number of career four-hit games he had. He had 45 career four-hit games. If you know anything about baseball, that's ridiculous, having, you know, that many four hit games career two strikeout games he had 34 so this dude got four hits in a game more times than he got two strikeouts in a game two strikeouts in a game is normal that's like yeah. especially these days that is normal lion howard used to have that by the third inning <laughs> yeah he had two strikeouts per quarter of the game like by the seventh inning stretch <laughs> Ryan Howard down again on strikes. Um, <laughs> Ryan Howard, he hit the home run and strike it out. Wasn't that in between? <laughs> you know, Tony Gwynn is amazing. Like, all the, the, the stats, he'd he be having some Superman stats, but he has more four-hit games, double figures more four-hit games than two strikeout games. So shout out to Tony Gwynn. Man. Shout out to Tony Gwynn. Ridiculous with it. Jim, what happened this week while y'all were on the, the Grizz night? You want to do this first or you want to go to the phone lines first? What do you want to do? Let's, get, let's, let's, let's uh, just, you know, announce the grind and then we'll bring Tobias. So I want to shout to Tobias. I'm trying to get you on as fast as possible. 
the offense trying to hold you up. But anyway, with that being said, though, while you were on the ground, it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Tech, the you or your ability to custom website. Listen, just Hell go to yeah. digitalextremetech.com or call okay. 267-205-4203 and go, yeah, and you will be taken care of. But it's time to talk about what happened this week while you were on the Grizz Night 8. The Grizzle. So, first story is this. Clemson's T.J. Dudley dismissed from team for selling pics of his teammates in locker room on OnlyFans. Yo. Um, uh, just, I'm just, so, just to the chat room out there, Neil, Skyview, I, for some reason it's telling me this chat room is for private users only. This is one of my own chat that. room there. I have no idea why I'm see the chat, y'all. Let me in my own chat. Warren left the chat. Yo, I'm, we see y'all, though. Private users only. Yeah. Not that. All right. Uh, what's his agent? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said uh, Clemson's uh, TJ Dudley was dismissed from the team because he got caught selling pics of his teammates in the locker room on OnlyFans. Yo. Well, TJ Dudley, yeah. Yo, so, I mean, y'all know how OnlyFans get down. So, that I mean, this dude was really on some, like, explicit pics. Was he taking his phone into the shower? Snap, snap. So, what I'm trying to figure out is, were they, a like, part of, were, they, were they a part of it or were they not getting a piece of it? And that's why this whole thing came, like, it's just wild, yo. Right. I mean, it, it's definitely wild. Like, for him to get dismissed, that means somebody had to be upset. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know if it's like somebody's upset or everybody's upset because, like you said, Jim, some people might have been getting a, a piece of it, and just it only takes one who don't feel like he was fairly compensated to blow the whole thing up. And as soon as you know, yep. the the higher ups hear about it, he gone because yep. locker room or somebody would just hate if he want a picture they meet. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say it's either that or TJ Dudley's is really a nasty foul ball. Yeah, he wants to like meat peat picks. Yeah, speaking of ball and meat picks. Yeah, man. <clears throat> That's something else that happened this past week while you want to grind. Dwight Howard is being sued for assault and battery um, by a gentleman. And part of this case, uh, Dwight's DMs uh, leaked. And, uh, a, oh, a my gentle, God. Be awesome. I don't know if you saw a, Dwight's DMs. A gentlewoman, maybe, I think is. <laughs> oh, yeah, was it? I, you know, I don't know. I, I thought it was. I know the bull wore a wig. I don't know if he had a. Uh, I, no, he I definitely know he, didn't uh, have an operation because him and the wife was only talking I, about dick pics. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, all I'm going to say is I'm waiting for Rose <clears> to come out and say what it really was. And for her, for her to, you know, go ahead and share them pegging, you, them pegging videos and pegging photos of Dwight, man. Did you see? But be off no. Did seriously though? Did you did you see the text messages, yo? No, I, yo, I, I, ain't, I ain't see them. You did. You did. First I know of you all, did, Jim, if you did, if you if did, we had, you, you, you. <laughs> if we had like ten minutes to spare, I would just play Joe Budden reading the the text messages because that's the funniest shit you sent me all day. Oh my and, god, that is hilarious! So yo, you go on YouTube, Joe Budden like reads them, and I, I was dying. It was, was so dead. funny. I watched it. It wasn't even that long before the show that you sent it. I watched it twice. It was that funny yo, with him reading the text. Yo, because um, Dwight is asking the bull to send meat pics. <clears throat> Dwight, yo, Dwight asking the bull, pound him in his man hymen. Like Dwight is really, let me. And then, but the 
the craziest here's some part, of the though. Story. He... Okay. All right, go ahead, Jeff. No, I was just saying here's like the gist of the story, and then some of the some of the the, the messages. He's he's being sued by a man for assault and battery after he claimed. Um, this is when I think when Dwight was with the Lakers, pressured him into having a threesome with a male dressed as a woman. Um, and uh, so they have you alleged town, explicit text messages and this what you doing? between between the athletes and the accuser. I mean, between the athlete and the accuser. So, um, all right. So, Dwight and and Dwight Howard supposedly initiated this conversation. So he he jumped into his DM. The first text be was the devil emoji. So Dwight was letting Boy know right off the bat that he on D. Give him time. <laughs> right. So the boy hit him back, said, "Sup, sexy." <laughs> Just starting my day off about to sh- <laughs> about to shower. Listen, about to shower in a few. So Dwight hit him with the eyeball emoji. You know what the you know somebody tell you they about to get in the shower. You hit them with the eyeball emojis. You know what you're doing, right? So the boy said, "I got you. What you have planned for the day? You in ATL?" He said, "We played." He Dwight asked him, "Are you in ATL?" He said, "We play today." Dude said, yeah, I stay in Atlanta, been doing some modeling here in Chicago. What about you? And and word, that's what's up. Good look, good luck, sexy, talking about his game. So Dwight just told him, you know, who he's playing. He's like, he's playing ATL and then Philly. So the conversation goes on. The, the, the Dwight said, I want more. <laughs> he said, I got you, Poppy. What else? What, what are you into? You like freaky stuff? Freaky-ish? He said, yes, I'm in the freaky-ish. And then Dwight said, now I know, <laughs> yo, he said, now I want you to know I'm not like gay or anything. I'm just all nasty sometimes. I don't want to offend you. So th- he says this oh. as a preface to asking Bull for a dick pic. He, I'm not gay. <laughs> then he asked him for a dick pic. Then Do you Bull realize like, I don't have any. you played a like, role Damn. in your son becoming a rainbow? Do you realize you played a role in your daughter oh. becoming a transformer? <laughs> Yo! Yeah. Um, so rainbow on, and transformer. He, he asked the boy, did he, did he have some, some cock shots? Will said, I don't, but I can make you some personal ones, though. The white follows up, says, I just want to see your eggplant emoji, eyeball emoji. Boy said, I got you, sexy. Yo. So I guess Boy sends the, you know, he sends some photos and all that. Conversation goes on. Dwight asked Boy to come by. He's like, I'm only like an hour away. He asked Dwight if anybody was there. He said, no, nobody here. My son in the room sleeping. That don't even make sense. Um, so Boy was like, all right, you know, I could be there in an hour. B, Dwight asked the Boy if he would have a threesome with him and another dude. <laughs> but remember, remember, 20 texts ago, he told Bull, I'm not gay or anything. And and on my Seinfeld joint, hey, not that there's anything wrong with that. But, yo, Dwight Howard's been in denial for so long, you know. Like, dude, just, just come on already, man. You already had rumors like this before and messages like this before. You're still up to it. Just just come out the closet, man. Like, what are we doing here? 
So I don't know how it ended up getting to assault and battery. You know, maybe somebody didn't like something that was going on at the threesome. But um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they said in the lawsuit, the book Harper claimed Kitty turned on an I don't know the names, but he said Harper claimed Kitty turned on an adult film and performed oral sex on Howard before the latter made a move on him. This is the details of the actual, you know, what went on when they was there. Then the accuser claimed Howard was angry when he verbally told him no. He said that he feared they would harm him if he resisted their sexual advances. So not only is the white Howard gay, he, he, he's a gay rapist at this point. He's a Rambo. They said the defendant stood up, towering over Mr. Harper, grabbed Mr. Harper by the thighs, forcibly removed Mr. Harper's underwear, held Mr. Harper down, and performed non-consensual oral sex on Mr. Harper. This is what the lawsuit is. Mr. Harper feared his imminent bodily harm. <laughs> Come on, Dwight. Like, just... He was in fear Do you of realize bodily harm. you played a role in your son becoming a rainbow? Do you realize you played a role in your daughter becoming a transformer? They said he was in fear of his imminent bodily harm when he was pinned down and forced to remain in place while the defendant continued to sexually assault him. There's more, but y'all get the gist, man. Dwight, Har- Dwight Howard is on some other stuff, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Let me ask you guys a question. Some of this stuff is allegedly at this point. <laughs> do you think any of this has any anything to do with him playing ball in, like, China? Or wherever he is? I mean, it might. I mean, they're everywhere. Dwight Howard ain't Orlando Magic Dwight Howard, but Dwight Howard probably still should be in the NBA. So Listen, I ain't gonna hold you. When he played for the Lakers, when he played for the Lakers last, he's one of the reasons they won the chip. Because when Lakers um, and the Sixers, he was decent backup for for Joel. Like, but. yeah, like so. So I don't know, man. Like, just just wild, dog. He's missing a lot of money though. Because I feel like if he if he did embrace embrace what you know what appears to be the case, he might make some chicken. Yeah, but, you know, he'd be the biggest person to come out. Yeah, they yeah, they would be no. behind you, but literally, now literally he's making an enemy. He's making an enemy of the community because he want to be in denial, and then he want to be out here raping bulls. That don't even sound right. I ain't yeah. say raping chicks. I said raping. <laughs> yo, those text off. messages are wild, yo. Wow. Those text messages are wild. Yo, they're out here taking lessons from text messages. Wild, but the, the, awesome the stuff that's in the in the suit is even wilder. Like. Yo, how yeah, do you? Yeah, we how do you like? Yo, first of all, how do you pin somebody down forcefully and be all aggressive with them so you can so you can suck date stuff? Like, that's, yo, that's, <laughs> like, get down so I can flush you. Like, Blake was like, you want to make sure you know that I ain't got no gag reflex. I'm gonna show you. Yo, yo, I think yeah. we gotta move on. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely do. We definitely do. He pinned him down and made him nut. Yo, all right. So we we really got to move on. Yo, all right. So man, rest in power. Rest in power. Um, to the gentleman, Mayor Drexel. 
um, who was who was found dead um, in his on campus apartment. He's actually from the DMV area too. He's a McDonald's All American, yeah, played for Drexel. Up in Marlboro. That's crazy. Yeah, man. So, um, let's <clears throat> empower to that gentleman. I don't I don't have any details in terms of what they're saying the cause was. Yeah, he was a he was a rising junior from Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Was a reserve on the team. Paired in eight games in two seasons with the Drexel Dragons. So, uh, shout out to him, six foot seven forward. Uh, he was named to the Coastal Athletic Association Commissioner's Academic Honor Roll last season. So, a lot of people were talking about how good of a student he was. And, you know, it wasn't just basketball with this kid. So, deep yeah. sympathies. Hope you know. Yeah, I mean, it, don't, it really don't matter because he's gone. But I was about to say, I hope nothing crazy come out like some foul play or even him doing something to himself. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll hope he didn't meet. Hope he didn't meet Dwight. Yo. Exactly happened, we got to move on. Yeah, we definitely got to move on. So, um, last story that happened while you were in the Grizz night. After this, Tobias, I'm gonna get you on, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna force B Austin to let you on, but uh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Yo. <laughs> yo. What's wrong with y'all? We'll have none of that. Yo. All right. Let me keep this story out real fast. Former Broncos in Iowa State defensive line. Um, E-I-O-M-A. I don't even want to try to pronounce his last name. Zarike? It was the Rike. Yeah, he could face jail time. He bet on Broncos in Iowa State games. I mean, I'm surprised there's not more that's being caught now that sports betting is so easy and been legalized in so many places. Um, but cats be drawn. They be like, I'm going to put this account in my mom name, and they'll never know. It's like, come on, cuz. Right. Didn't get her arrested. What's wrong with you? Yeah, like, <laughs> what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, yo? And how much money are you really getting? Anyway, man. So, Yo, they, but they said he bet on 32 games, um, you know, he bet on all the Broncos games, but he bet on 32 games as a rookie. Like, dude, you just came right into the league on Demon Time. Like, like, like yo, let's go. I got this money now. Like, come on, Kyle. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so after yeah, that, thing, it's not just being suspended from the NFL. Like, James, he can, now he can face jail time. There's criminal charges in this because uh, – you know, there was an investigation um, where people claimed they were targeting Iowa State players. So it might not just be him, but he was accused of placing wagers in two games he played in while with Iowa State in 2021. Um, he placed wagers on Iowa State's games against Iowa and Kansas that year. Um, and the, the FanDuel account controlled by him placed 32 wagers on Broncos games and players from September through December in 2022, his rookie year. So, Bo got a problem. He definitely got a problem. Damn, man. So, that's what happened this week while you were on the Grizz Naive, man. Let's get Tobias on the line, man. See what Tobias got to say about man. Dwight Howard. Man, I was about to ask, how, how about to ask how many stones y'all niggas got, man? Damn. <laughs> uh, Yo, it's a family show, man. <laughs> oh, man. You know you like your family. Even though the, well, the way <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, first things first. It was a family. It was a family show before Duena. Yeah, okay, first things first. Dwight Howard has more baby mamas than post moves. But uh, yeah, that, was all, that was all an act, you know. apparently. 
Yeah, but here's the thing, right, for Dwight Howard. He should still be in the league because you saw teams that could have used 15 minutes of defense like Phoenix to, to like, try to bother Jokic. The Lakers could have used him again this year. Uh, the Bulls, oh, we have a Vucevic. I'm like, good Lord. Uh, the Celtics could have used him. A lot of teams could have used that 15 minutes of just fouls and just defense. And rim protection still what down. I just said rim protection. Dwight Howard, right there from the yeah. record. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, also I like people need rim protection from ball now. Yeah, y'all saw Justin Fields, right? <laughs> Yo, Michael Lombardi said it's by Justin Fields MVP. He said he called it a St. Jude's page. He said you might as well donate your money to St. Jude's to get more out of it. I was like, damn. Uh, but. The problem is with Justin Fields, right? It ain't the fact – getting him wide receivers ain't going to solve his problem. The Both the Colts and the Bears were god-awful last year, right? That means both were behind all the time. The, the Colts still averaged 36 pass attempts a game with some guy named Sam Ellinger in the corpse of Matt Ryan. Justin <clears> Fields, they only averaged 22, 22 pass attempts a game. They were behind. In the league, you can't oh, touch me, When I said they need to build the team around them, I wasn't even talking about wide receivers. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, you're you talking about hey, solidified team. up front. You get three hey, people solidified like said, up front. A lot of times it don't matter who you got on the edges if you're as good as he's supposed to be. You can make them balls better, but you can't do nothing without yeah. the dudes up front. But three years, that, that is enough time to give somebody. But there's a lot of pressure on him. But I think a lot of the hype is also because a lot of these people play fantasy football. And Justin Fields' style of play is a fantasy darling because of his rushing. You know, it ain't about his passing. It's his rushing also that gets him a lot of points. In fantasy football, they love those guys. People love Colin Kaepernick because of his running. Even though the boy couldn't hit the broad side of a barn, we stand in front of it. Um, but, I know, but how does, yeah. that, how does that translate to MVP? <laughs> because they got to get fantasy, idiots to bet on MVP. it. Yeah, because they get yeah, idiots to bet on it. And plus, here's also the thing is, I've always said, if I could speak to every young quarterback entering the league, I would say the best bit of advice I would give you is to be so likable that the media will blame everyone from your coach, the organization, to the green monkey who, who started HIV <laughs> instead of you. you yeah, got to be you know that like You know who's there. Who's that? <laughs> Jalen Hurts is there now. You ain't lying. And he does. Know, he does and what? says everything so right. It's gonna be crazy yeah. when he struggles a little bit. The excuse is gonna be crazy. Oh, <laughs> you mean when he has to play so behind from what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, 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 man. It, it's it's a shame because I think all of us <clears throat> on here appreciate and want to see him successful. But we also know what he really is, which is just a good quarterback. Like, he's just a good quarterback. When them contracts start coming up, and it's going to start with Devonta, and it's going to run from there, and how he cuts, you know, got to cut cut a little bit of fat, yo, Hurts is going to look like boo-boo when he got to carry a team. I already know it's coming. This yeah, it's gonna be about three, maybe four seasons from now. But it's coming. We need to, we need to go ahead and get that bowl before that happens. Yeah, <laughs> because if that's what you he, see. He's not, because he's not that it. level of quarterback where he could cover up, he could cover up things. Uh, 
you know, I think Burrow has that ability, right? I think Lamar has that ability because we see what he's been working with. But I just think that he, he, has, he has to play from behind and, uh, because he ain't going to have the best offensive line. All those people he drafted, their contract's going to come due one day. Even Devontae Smith went in a year or so he comes up. You can't pay both these receivers and have the offensive line and pay the quarterback top dollar. And your defense may be having guys got deals coming up. That's that, that's why you got. That, that's why I think they did the right thing by going all in. Why you weren't paying this guy? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, yeah, right. right. Yeah, and, uh, because everybody loves talking about. Oh, like y'all say, running backs. Well, Patrick Mahomes. Like, can we stop comparing all these situations and using Patrick Mahomes as an example? Stop using Tom Brady. Stop using Elway and these cats. Right. Talk about what their, what Kirk Cousins could do or Dak Prescott. If you could say those guys lit it up, fine, <laughs> you know, or like a Derek Carr, fine. But can we stop using the Patrick Mahomes types of the world? Oh, and by the way, Buffalo might have gone farther in the playoffs if they had a running game. If it's so hard to get find a, it was so easy to find a running back. How come Buffalo ain't found once the whole time Josh Allen been there? <laughs> The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, here's one for you, right? <clears throat> how how easy, it, it, people say it's easy to find running backs, right? It's the position, you have an abundance, right? But it's all about the people picking them. Uh, I think Doug Martin was the last 1,000-yard rusher for the Bucks. Yes, that Doug Martin, the only guy who showed up for his rookie season his contract year. And, uh, that's like eight years ago. Uh, See, but I, I, don't, I don't think the only, I don't think the whole thing is about you know, how easy it is to find one. I mean, it definitely the saying is out there that, you you know, they're a dime a dozen, but I think it's also <clears throat> the importance of the position in today's game. Because yeah. some of these teams but, that you're, you're naming, they're still like some of the best teams in the league, or at least the Bucks won a Super Bowl. You know, like, got, you don't need got, a thousand. That's, that's the thing. That's the whole point. You don't need a thousand yard rusher to win a Super Bowl. You just but don't you got no to get the, if, if you get the quarterback, <clears throat> what people are missing is if you if you got a big time great quarterback, you can scamp on certain things. But yeah. at the same I mean, time, most it, teams the, don't the, have the way the league runs these days, you don't even you no longer even run to set up the pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you you pass not to set up the run, but you pass, and you're like, all right, we can run now because we've been killing them with the pass. You know, and when you we get a lead, like, but. And like like and like like Cincinnati, they got Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan because I I bailed them a couple of times. They looked out for me. Good good Joe Burrow. So I was like, hold on, they got they got bodies here. Burrow. But you know, but I just think that sometimes I believe in paying great, but I don't believe in paying mediocre. Y'all know that. Uh, or oh good, I don't believe in giving good great money because. I could find another good. I can't find another great. But not saying that where, you got to get Where do you, put, where you put Saquon? Where do you put Saquon oh, in that? Go, he's, he's the most overrated running back in football. I wouldn't have given him a – I would give him mm. a French tag and keep moving. Yo, it, it'd be sounding sometimes like Tobias be, like, advocating for the running backs, and then he crap on them. And then he jumped. <laughs> then he jumped. <laughs> then he jumped right to Fred Perdue. Jumped right to Fred Perdue. You know what my issue is? I tell you what my issue is, right? They say, oh, we could find this anywhere. 
But you can also find Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill anywhere, <laughs> you know, mm. uh, for, for less money. Uh, but also, a lot of these receivers, I don't think there are 10 number one receivers out there in the league, right? Because people don't understand, mm. you don't have that many true number ones. You got a lot of number twos and threes. Again, we got to stop using Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady as examples here. Uh, you know, uh, you got to use them as examples here. I get on Fred about that. Tom Brady won with us as receivers, us and Chase as receivers, right? And B. Austin's kid, who never caught a football, but he kicks a lot of them. Good for, good for B. Austin's kid. Uh, you know, and, and when B. Austin kids make it big in Saudi Arabia, I am their first cousin, by the way, but, uh, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you know, on, on that side of the family, I had a great migration up north, and I stayed down south. <clears throat> you know how that is. But, uh, hey, Tobias, uh, Skyview in the chat room, he said, nah, Saquon is great. So is Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is, because I tell you what, not even besides Alabama, but he's actually one of the, he actually affects the game in a passing game also. And, uh, See, I, I believe in paying that guy who could affect in the running in the pass game. Because Leonard Fournette, right, for the Bucks, he called a lot of passes, but he ain't go nowhere. He was pretty much Tom Brady jump off option when Brady saw somebody coming out. You know, but, uh, but yeah, so you got to have that option. If it's a weapon like an Alvin Kamara or a Christian McCaffrey, fine. But Saquon, nah, he's a home run hitter to me. He, he was, he's all, you know, he, he ain't great to me. Two yards, two yards, two yards, mm. two yards, two yards, forty yards, two yards, yeah. two yards. <laughs> yeah, and, that's uh, how but, every that's how every Giants Eagles game go. We be locking dudes yeah. up, and then he'll break one. <clears throat> and, uh, and it's like I saw this right because I know Caleb Williams. He is a great prospect, right? He's a great college quarterback. You know, I love my college football. I don't like Nick, right? Can you not say this guy is better than Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, already in the kids still in college? Uh, well, you know, people, we, we got to jump the gun on everything, man. Can't can we wait. wait to see who, if he gets drafted by Washington, you might as well go look for your next quarterback because he's done. Uh, you know. Uh, what do y'all think, you know, of, Tobias, what do you think about the Saints? <clears throat> quarterbacking room because Skyview said Derek Carr going to get his payback. So, you know, he's down there now, of course. You know, he jumped in front of Jameis. Is it, can, do we got to stop, like, defending Jameis now? Like, is it's it over? over for our it's, it's over. It's, it's over. I was making sure. I was making sure yeah, what I'm over. supposed to be saying right now. Like, are we, are we yeah. done? It's over. <laughs> uh, he he ain't Marcus Mariota, but, but we're done. Nah. You know what? It, it is a lesson also. It better work out with your first team. As a quarterback, no one's going to love you more than the team that drafted you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what happens? He I mean, they're going to give you a longer rope because that ain't, they got that ain't, that ain't, that ain't what Gino. That ain't what Gino said. Gino said yeah. something different. <laughs> but but, but I tell you, you know what why? With Gino, Gino's right? saying that because he finally got better after like ten years and. He went know, to the right somebody's spot giving too. him a chance, so he's going to he's going to give them that. all the props. But if he yeah, struggled like, like he did when he got drafted, come on, like like Tobias said, that your second, third, and fourth team, they they gonna drop you quicker than the team that drafted yeah. you because they don't have nothing because invested. Because what happened <clears throat> like when Jameis went to New Orleans, Sean Payton believed in him. Sean Payton left after the season and pushed it towards ACL. 
Dennis Allen came in, he didn't believe in him from jump. So he got Andy Dalton, and uh, and then after that, it was over. And so, but that's why I was like, sometimes you got to go, especially if you know you could be a backup. You better go somewhere where that coach believes in you, and that he will get like he believes in you. And I think that's something where it has to work out with your first team. And, uh, and I think that's the key. But Derek Carr, I don't see it, man. I just think because I don't see it, man. Because uh, I don't like that coach either. But I think he's an okay quarterback. But I just think that he got the likability meter. That's Raiders fans. I they like him. The same guy who threw it away on fourth down because he won an interception. Uh, <laughs> you know. But I don't blame him for going for him because they keep kicking the can down the road getting a salary cap hell, but ironically the Bucks kicked the can down the road and got a Super Bowl. Hey, you know, but uh, but yeah. I just think but I, I don't blame them for going for it, but there's a lot of pressure on Derek Carr and Dennis Allen because the Bucks are in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes and Drake May and Quinn Ewer sweepstakes, even Michael Penn, he's got the quarterbacks coming out. Um, the Falcons, they're in denial about their quarterback. Every time you see a highlight, that, that every receiver's stretching out or diving for it. The guy won good in college, by the way. Uh, and the Panthers are breaking in a rookie quarterback, but they were a decent team last year. They got a great, they got a big, they got a good defense, and they rebooked the offensive line. They may win a division. So there's a lot of pressure on this Saints team, and I don't think going to ten to seven, nine to eight, going to cut it if you got two rebuilding teams in a team with a rookie quarterback. Actually, miles say three rebuilding, you got a rookie quarterback. Divisions up for grabs. Yeah, right, man. Oh, by the I way, smell my by the way, I said it. By the way, I said it. <laughs> I was on Crawford long ago. I was on him for years, right? Me and Barbara was talking about it. The hey, thing is, but, but I, I, I actually thought that it may go 10 rounds like that because I even bet Crawford wins, knockout between 7 and 10 in round 12, plus 450. Mm-hmm. I pulled my Iowa State and put, put money on that. But uh, but what happened yeah, is – No, I, I mean, I, everybody know what Crawford is. I mean, but everybody knows what Spence is. And but, like what Jimmy said, even if you – you can even predict the knockout, but it was just but I, I, I ain't think it was domination. See what happened is, see, I tell you what happened on. to Spence, right? Spence likes that drink. One, he was on low management for a year and a half. He ain't fighting in a year and a half. Crawford was active still, and you know these fighters who don't fight for a long over a year, they they lost. They don't have it. But also, for a couple of years. Spence and his camp kept trying to find ways to duck Crawford, the money, or oh, you the A-side, this weight class, blah, blah, blah. Which and, is why I didn't and, understand the whole him thanking uh, Crawford for the opportunity. The opportunity's been there. You've been kind of yeah. skating that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. When you and, got that opportunity, it looked like he threw a bowling ball at your head. But <laughs> the mistakes Spence made also, he should have fought a fight before then. And, um, but, he, but, 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 but he didn't have it, though, because Spence, Crawford's just better. He's not saying Spence is bad, but Vander Holyfield was better. It happens. You know, and, and I just think that – now. so I think Spence should exercise a rematch clause. Yes, just for the money alone. But you need yeah, to fight a fight or two first. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I think he definitely – I mean, he, he probably won't because the rematch, he, he could get it as early as December. I'm like, it would be good to fight a fight first because you need to dominate somebody to even Confident. bring the interest back to this fight. Because, if the last yeah. thing we saw of you was you getting that bowling ball smashed up against your head, 
Like it's Here's not going to draw the same thing. kind of interest. Like it's here's the thing not. people miss. Also, he needs to fight a fight or two first to get his confidence back. It's not like he lost. He got picked apart, kind of like that time when Vegeta ran up on Frieza. That's how bad it was. Uh, you know, that was that bad. And uh, so he needs to get his confidence back and to make people actually believe it may be different. Because even though Wilder lost that first time to Fury, he got picked apart the second time. You know, he lost. He kind of went out on his shield. He just yeah, had he, nothing left. He did better. He's just not. Yeah. And, that, and, and, and that's the thing. Him. And no one laughed at him about that. Okay. He did better. He ain't, you know, and, and that's okay. But he has to be honest. He has the claws. Take those two fights first to get your confidence back. Yeah. Right. But you guys, take, you guys take it easy. And remember, they're going after Lizzo because she's trying to buy Tubi. You got to take it easy. Yeah, what's wrong with y'all? Oh, <laughs> I saw all kinds of stuff like that, man. Who said that? Yeah, who said that? <laughs> Shout out to Davis. Oh. She's trying by KFC. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo, Deb, tell us what happened this day. Oh, Bobby Shaman. I will do this. This day in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book, man. Yeah. I know what it is. Go get you a copy. If you don't already have a copy, and if you already have a copy, go get you another copy for the greatest sports book ever written, written by the War Room's own uh, Jimmy the Blueprint. Not to mention, you know, the foreword was written by the War Room's own, you know, Dev Mac, that bull. So, uh, you tired of reading that old bull yet? Go get Sports the Book. You can get that at warroomsports.com, sportsthebook.com, amazon.com. August 3rd, 1936. We've done this one before, but you know those dates come back around. American sprinter Jesse Owens wins the 100 meters, yo, in 10.3 seconds in front of Adolf Hitler in a famous race at the Berlin Olympics. That was the first of his four gold medals that he won at that at those games. So Hitler really, really got a, a you know, he got a, a look at, at what the brothers could do. <laughs> And, and who was really the, the dominant race once we, you know, you know, it's 2023 and we still haven't claimed it yet, but, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's obvious, but Hitler was, he, he was in all and Jesse was making him look stupid up there. But it's, it's, it's 1936 and whether it's 1936, I know. You know Jesse Owens did all the, all of that to embarrass Hitler, and then he came back home to America and got treated like, you know, by like by like six million Hitlers. <laughs> so, yeah. so, what was the difference? So, Shout out to Jesse Owens, man. Shout out to Jesse Owens. Now, like now, his great great his contemporary great 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 granddaughters and the granddaughters of his contemporaries are probably on OnlyFans. So you know, it don't matter. The world's going to shit. World's going to hell, man. That's what it all is. Right, yeah, man. Well, they're going to hell. At least I'm going to dinner. Let's go. At least Jesse can no. assist man. Not like some of these other athletes these days, man. If you want some mm. barbarian coochie, be my guest. If you that thirsty that you need some barbarian 
coochie, go get you some barbarian coochie. And I hope she got some razor blades and that shit. I hope she got some. Why he say them bees so so hard? Barbarian. Umar done made an appearance like four times on our show today, man. So, you know, he's at this point. He might as well just be a cold. With that being said, it's time for us to get out of here, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, all of everybody on all the socials, man. Anyone, shout out to Neil and Kev while we hold down the chat. You know what I'm saying? We appreciate you as well. See you next week, live right here on demand as we catch you up on everything that happens in sports and entertainment. So listen, man, everything we do can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. You know what I'm saying? Everything. Just go to warroomsports.com. Sports the book is also at warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't upset mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you jump on Kills Night. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.